Right, it is a great pleasure to have on the show with us now one of New Zealand's finest. Nadia Lim, of course, is one of our best celebrity chefs, a healthy eating advocate, a mum and an entrepreneur. She's just finished a nationwide tour for her new book, Vegful, uh, and she's just great always to talk to, so it's a pleasure to welcome back to the show Nadia Lim. Good afternoon. Hello, hello. Hey. Hello, Nadia. Hey, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yeah, oh, almost, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's um coming up very, very fast, isn't it? I Which tell is you. exciting. Yeah. I this time of year. Where do you go for Christmas, Nadia? Well, this year um, we'll be doing things a bit differently. We'll be down south in um, central Otago. Oh, beautiful. So, yeah. It's probably going to be really hot. Lots of stone fruit, um, lots of picnics, hopefully. Great. Now, for somebody like yourself that is, you know, so well known to all of us out there in the public as a chef, does your family look and say, okay, Nadia, it's Christmas time, over to you? Um, I think maybe I used to take all of it on myself, but these days I'm very much about sharing the duties around. So everyone kind of chips in, like my sister always does her, her um, Christmas salad. I, I usually do the dessert. I like doing the dessert, which is usually trifle and... Um, Pavlova and uh, tiramisu, oh, and then um, yeah, others will do you know the lamb and. But we usually get my food bag, Christmas bag, so it makes it easy because you just give out all the recipes and the ingredients to everyone and going to follow it. Oh, that's nice. That's very nice. Now, Nadia, you're comfortable to take a few calls. We've got lots of people texting and calling in to to talk to you. Is that okay with you? Of course. Great. Yeah. 0800 80 10 80 if you've got a question for Nadia. 0800 80 10 80. Um, actually, I'm going to start with a, a couple of texts. This one says, Nadia, do you pre-roast spices for your spice mixes or leave them raw before crushing and adding to the dishes, says Anna? Oh, well, it, it depends how you're going to use them. So if, for example, you are doing a, a curry paste that you're going to cook out, so then you wouldn't need to pre-toast the spices. Like you can just grind them all down make your spice mix with your curry paste because then you're going to heat a bit of oil and then you're going to fry the spice paste and that's when the spices get cooked. Um, but if you were doing, say, like a, a daka, which is like, um, you know, that yep. sprinkle yep. on top of, um, yeah, you often have it with um, olive oil in your bread and you dunk your bread into yes. the olive oil and then into the daka. Because you're not going to cook with spices then, then you would pre-toast them. So it kind of ah. depends on what you're using them for. But if you're going to cook your spices out anyway then you don't need to pre-toast them. Right. Yeah. Very but good. Whichever, but but it's, it's a good idea, you know, whichever way you're going to do it, make sure that they are eventually going to be cooked somehow because they do taste so much better yeah, right. instead of raw spices. Yeah. yeah one, of the, one of the worst things, especially when people are doing curries, for example, and they don't, um, they just add, you can't add raw spices straight into a curry that's already, you know, pretty much been made, like a liquid curry. Yeah. Because then they Spices don't get a chance to cook, and you really notice the, the difference in taste. Like they, it just doesn't taste nice. They taste kind of raw and almost earthy, soily. Yes, yeah. yeah. right. <laughs> yes, we don't want that. No, we don't really want that. Now we've got a text here from Annie Nardi, and it says, "How would you make a fruit salad for Christmas Day? I make one often, and I uh, use oh, some canned fruit, salad. but mostly uh, yeah. fresh fruit. Um, yeah. What is now, Annie? <laughs> we're in the privacy oh. of the radio. Annie says, "What is your secret of a great fruit salad oh, for Christmas yes. Day?" Oh. oh well, hopefully my mother-in-law is listening, Virginia, and um, yeah. and she does listen to your show all the time. She loves you guys. Oh, nice. Um, she, she's in Canterbury, and um, she makes the best fruit salads. And her trick, which I've learned off her, and I now do if I want to do a special fruit salad, is I I toss through some passion fruit syrup. Oh. It just transforms your fruit salad. So you can make, you know, your your normal fruit salad with 
banana and apple and pear and whatever you've got, really. Melon, yeah. you know, a bit of melon would be lovely and, and some berries since it's summer. Um, but then when she tosses through, she drizzles it with passion fruit syrup and then mixes it all together. It just, like, makes the fruit salad kind of burst with so much delicious flavour. So I think that's a good tip. Another one um, is pomegranate. And they're in season now. Um, right. So in summer, we get pomegranates, although they, they generally are imported. There are some New Zealand ones, but most of the time they're imported. Um, but they, you know, of course, they've got those beautiful red, they call them arrows, the seeds are called arrows, and they just add this gorgeous red ruby pop of colour and like a burst of um, delicious fruitiness as well. Yeah, actually, you're right about pomegranates. My sister made a dish it's with pomegranate. Christmas-y. Yeah, and they're, and they're delicious. I thought, you know, they, they sort of do, they, they really do give you the colour, but they actually taste delicious as well. And oh, apparently they're quite healthy for you too, Nadia. Very, so high in antioxidants, but they've got that beautiful sweet sour Mm. combination haven't they yeah, yeah. They're, they're so yummy um or, but make, just make sure that when you're preparing when you're cutting the pomegranate in half and you're whacking out the seeds or scooping them out just make sure you're not wearing a top uh, like a special top because they do stain really really badly <laughs> janine says this is quite an interesting text as janine says nadia do you peel your carrots and your cucumbers um it's a not generally no no i often don't bother like i, I might give, I give the carrots a bit of a scrub um, for the kids, I, I often peel the cucumber skin because sometimes it can be a little bit tough, but nah, generally not. Good. Okay. If you've got a question for Nadia, 0800 801080, or you can text us 9292. We're joined by Nadia Lim. More in just a moment. We're joined by the lovely Nadia Lim. Thank you again, Nadia, for your time. Oh, my pleasure. It's always fun. There's a Lots nice text here, actually. Yeah. I, could, I could do way more than half an hour. <laughs> oh, good on well, you. Well, that's great. well, we, we could, could too. We <laughs> love having you on the show. Now, we've actually got a nice text here from Reese, who I think is your cameraman or was your cameraman on Dancing with the Stars. He says, oh, Nadia. Oh, yes. He yes, says yes. this. Reese Yeah. He says, Nadia. Yeah, well, he says in text, Nadia is my Dancing with the Stars hero as well as being a great cook. Love, Reese Cameraman. Oh. So there you go. That's oh, nice. Merry Christmas, Reese. Yeah. How did you find Dancing with the Stars, actually, Nadia? Did you love your experience? Um, I did. Well, in the beginning, I certainly found it kind of equally terrifying as I did find it fun. Um, But as time went on, then the fear kind of dropped away more and more, and the the fun factor went up more and more as well. Yeah, so it was was a pretty crazy experience. Like, I don't think I've ever been that far out of my comfort zone. It was way more out of my comfort zone than doing MasterChef, way more. Because at least I can cook, and I knew that. But um, dancing had no experience whatsoever. Um, Actually, I'd so. forgotten that you won Master Chef, didn't you, way back? A long, long time ago. Yeah, yeah. that's kind. Of, would you suggest? Only old ones, the very, very old. Ones. <laughs> <laughs> Were you in season one or two, or that two, early? Yeah, season two. two. So it ended. Um, actually, the anniversary of it, the tenth, no, the ninth anniversary of it just passed. Wow. Last week, it was the fourth of December in two thousand and ten that I won it, and then it aired in two thousand and eleven. Yeah. Would Would you say, Nadi, that MasterChef is actually uh, MasterChef actually is what made you? It gave me the biggest springboard. Yeah, it gave me a yeah. huge springboard. Yeah, definitely. Mm. I mean, I kind of always wanted to be doing what I'm doing now anyway. Like my plan never changed, but it definitely made things. Um, it made me. I was able to leapfrog a few steps ahead quicker. Mm. Yeah, very good indeed. Now, I've got a text here from Anne, Nadia, and I must say it rings a lot of bells for an older bloke like me because my mum used to do this all the time. She passed away about 10 years ago, but all of my childhood was like this. So basically, Anne says, look, Nadia, please, for decades, our grandmother has put coins 
in the Christmas pudding. Oh, yes. is, that, is that safe or healthy or not, Arsene? It's fine. My, grand, my nan used to do that too. Yeah, I, I guess just wash it, make sure it's washed really well, and you would probably want to boil it first to sterilize it. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I mean, I grew up with that as a child, and I, I think it's fine. That's a bit of fun. So oh, why not? Go for it. That's so true. My grandma used to do that. We'd wrap the five, well, she would wrap the two-cent coins. You used to have them back when I was a kid, and they'd wrap them in... Two your two oh, cent coins and <laughs> what a brown one and yeah brown Not one. A silver one we'd get a silver one if you were lucky but the, you know like oh. you had to hunt for the silver one you get oh, them, yeah. she'd wrap them in greaseproof paper paper uh, hey nadia says oh, well, yeah nadia this is from joe who says in brackets i'm a fella um what is the most common mistake ordinary chefs like myself says joe make when cooking oh, i would say that it's generally about the seasoning and it, it, like uh, either people often completely forget to use salt, and they'll forget to to season their food, and then you don't get you know all of the flavours of the food coming out, and that generally is a result of them not tasting the food as they cook. I think wow. that's one of the most important things to be a really good cook and follow your intuition. It's all about taste, taste, taste as you go, ah. and then you can season accordingly. Um, but then on the flip side, um, quite often what people do is they, they put in too much salt and that, again, can spoil a meal too. So I think it's, you know, learning to get that, that balance right. But it's really about yeah, tasting it as you cook and then you can add the perfect amount of seasoning. Yeah. Very interesting. Fantastic. Now, here's a text from Craig that's just come in, Nadia, please. And Craig says, since my mother passed away, I've struggled to find a really great trifle recipe. Can you help me, please? Uh, yes. Okay, well... So our trifle that we have every year is, um, unless they're not coming to Christmas, which is this year, unfortunately, um, my aunt Pippa's trifle. And I've asked her for the recipe, and she wrote it, she's written it down for me. I don't have it in front of me. But the secret, I believe, to her amazing trifle is real custard. So instead of using custard out of a carton or the powdered stuff, she makes real custard with egg yolks and cream. So it's like uh, super, super creamy. Yeah. And then um, she does put quite a lot of sherry in it. And the other thing that makes a big difference <laughs> is instead of buying the sponge, um, she makes the sponge as well. And then um, she does hers with fresh cherries on top, cherry jam and fresh cherries. But if you've got, I think trifle is all about the quality of your ingredients. So if you've got a good sponge cake, if you can't make it, that's fine. Just just buy it. But, you know, ideally if you can make it, go for it. Edmund's, the Edmund's recipe is fantastic. Um, make your custard if you can because that's always the best custard. And then a really good quality cherry jam or if you prefer berry jam. I mean, then fresh cherries on top. And she puts some um, almonds that have been lightly toasted as well and lots of freshly whipped cream. And don't forget the sherry. <laughs> Gee, I tell you what, I'm, I'm getting awfully hungry listening to you. It's like my, my tummy's actually it's rumbling. It's my favourite breakfast. <laughs> yeah, is it? Trifle is actually my favourite breakfast. Yeah, oh, and oh, <laughs> Boxing Day morning trifle, you can't beat it, eh? It's oh, great. No. Yeah. It makes you get out of bed, bed early. Hey, my word. Nadia, now we've mentioned this before, and I'm not doing it for an advertorial so for folks. I, I pay for it, and I love it. My food bag, I actually genuinely love it, and, and it's just ta- has, has taken so much stress out of my life, I can't tell you, Nadia. But one thing, awesome. as I I said to you, I was a useless cook before doing my food bag. Now I'm, I'd describe myself as an average cook. But one thing that I am still pretty useless on is where even in the recipes it says, you know, a pinch of salt or, a, you know, a half a teaspoon or, or whatever. I'll often, you know, add more. I'll give more because I like flavours. But then I'll tend to ruin stuff. Well, that's what Nadia was talking about, yeah. mate. Yeah. Yeah. Were you not listening, Si? No. And 
Simon. Yeah, Simon. <laughs> well, I don't taste as I go, like you said. I don't oh, taste no. as I go because I've always sort of seen those television programs and chef dipping their pudgy fingers into the thing and then licking them <laughs> and then carrying on. I've also found that a bit gross. But is it really important that you stick on recipes exactly to what they subscribe, you know, half oh, a teaspoon? Yeah. Is that it vital? It depends on the ingredient. It depends on the ingredient, you know. Well, for... Um, yeah, no, it really does depend. Like, if it comes to spices and stuff, then yes, then you should stick to the amount because there's a big difference between one heaped tablespoon of um, coriander or cumin and one flat tablespoon, right. for example. Yeah, and same with salt. If, if it does say that, you should stick to it. Um, I would always say, uh, my advice generally is actually with some really salt, like salty ingredients, like salt or soy sauce, I would actually find the lower end of what they suggest Okay. Just a bit lower because you can always add more salt to a recipe, but you can't take it out. Yeah, that's so a good tip. It depends on your taste buds because salt you you really really quickly adapt to. Um, I noticed this. So when I was on MasterChef, the the three judges Simon, um, Josh, and Ray they had much saltier palates than us contestants, and they were always like, "Where's the seasoning? We need more. We need more." So I added more than I normally would. And then my taste buds adapted, and I got used to saltier food. And when I um, left the show, uh, all my family said, "Gosh, your food is, you know, it's definitely saltier than what oh, it used okay. to be." Yeah, but then I and then I reduced it back down again, so you can adapt it very quickly. All right. Look, it's so good to talk to you. One last question. I think it's a great question. It comes from Jacqueline, and she says, "Hey, the guys were just talking, so she's referring to us talking about cooking disasters. We're going to do this tomorrow, Nadia. Your worst Christmas cooking disaster." And Jacqueline says on text, "What is Nadia's worst cooking disaster ever?" Oh gosh. Well, I think a lot of the country have heard this one now. When I was on um, book tour, I did tell um, a lot of people about it. Um, it was it was just after MasterChef, and I taken on a few catering jobs and one of them that I took on um, I was cooking duck there's a lot of fat when you cook Mm. duck in a pan and all the fat renders out anyway the pan ended up catching on fire (laughs) and um, yeah and the flames were huge they were like above my eye level and I thought shit I'm going to burn this guy's house down that's literally what I was thinking I was like how am I going to tell him that I've just burnt down his house what am I going to say to him and I was freaking out Um, but eventually managed to um, yeah, put the fire out and took it out, to, out onto the deck and it was smoking away. And I thought all the duck was going to be burnt, but luckily only one piece was really badly, badly charred. It was all black. Um, and I thought, uh-oh. Oh, um, but luckily, one, all the guests there that were there had been really lovely, except for this one guy had been a little bit odd. <laughs> so he ended up getting the burnt piece of duck. Oh, that's so somebody had ca- <laughs> somebody basically had Cajun duck then. <laughs> yeah, oh, more, more, than yeah. Duck. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. brilliant. Look, we've had so many texts, and I know you're really busy now, but we've got a, a quick phone call before we let you go. Rodney's on the line. Hi, Rodney. Oh, yes, good afternoon. I have Hello, a question uh, for Nadia. Yeah. I actually make her lemon meringue pie out of one of her books. But Oh, thank you. Yum. I know the one. But I can't get the top of the meringue to go a little bit hard. Oh, well, no, with that, with the lemon meringue pie, the meringue's actually a soft meringue. So if you wanted it to go harder, if you want like a, it would need to cook for a lot longer, like a pavlova, and and you'd probably need even more sugar as well. Yeah, Yeah, because you do say in your recipe to sprinkle some sugar on the top of it. To get that little kind of, um crustiness to it yeah so you, ah. you could do that yeah you could do a sprinkling of sugar and that will kind of go a bit you know um nutty brown on top good on you that's a great a little bit of a crunch 
Good Absolutely. on you. Rodney, thank you very much for that, mate. And just before we go, Nadia, actually somebody's got some advice for all of us, including even an expert like yourself, and I'm sure this is correct. The coins are heat sterilised in the cooking for the Christmas pudding, according to Grandma, who was a registered nurse. Oh, so she sterilised the coins before you put them in the steam no, pudding? No, 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 no. It's sterilised in the cooking process. Oh, I see, I oh, see. Oh, sterilised in the cooking process. Well, and she was a registered nurse, Nadia, so it must be true. Oh, there we go. <laughs> and Nadia, look, it's been so good to talk to you. I'm going to finish with one personal thing. Uh, three years ago for my wife, I bought her for a Christmas present. I thought it would be great because I, I, I'm sure that they must use these in restaurants and you've used them. It's kind of like a flambe torch. It's like a, you know, like oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, a blowtorch. A blowtorch. So mechanics, yeah. I'm sure, use them out the back of the workshop. But yeah. I use them on cooking. Is there a sort of a technique? <laughs> like, well, Wow, you're pretty flash, though. You're trying well, to show off, I think. Well, to be honest with you, I thought it was flash getting at the present but everything that we put it to it sort of burns is there a technique that you use your blowtorch <laughs> yeah um just not up too close and kind of like on a bit of an angle oh but okay. i have to admit i still find it quite tricky too i'm not i'm not that technical i'm not as flash as you <laughs> I, <don't, laughs> yeah. I, I have one but it's kind of somewhere buried away and i hardly ever use it other right. than for creme brulee well that's um, yeah that's good so but I, yeah. I did find yeah kind of like on an angle and you just have to be very patient don't try and yeah, you've, it takes a little bit of time, so you've got to have it quite far away from the, the food, but then it takes longer. There's my problem. I'm impatient. I burn everything. Nadia, you're a, you're an absolute treat to talk to. Thanks so much. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you, guys. Hey, I'm having an awesome Christmas. And Same you. to you, Nadia. You have a very, very Merry Christmas. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you, and we'll see you in 2020. That'd be grand. We'd love that.